When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? No. No, man. Shit, no, man. I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. from the Moon is Dead World on Net. I'm joined by my colleague and co-worker, Christopher Martin. Just got signed by the Buffalo Bills. Yes. Very excited about that. Normally you don't go by Chris. Or, or, or Christopher. Or Christopher. Or Topher. <laughs> Just Martin. <laughs> That's, the people are probably confused listening in. Like, who's this Chris guy now? Yeah, who the hell is this asshole? A new guy on here. New. Um... Or people don't remember us because we haven't been around for a while. Blood and Black Rum podcast has been has been gone and disappeared for a couple weeks. A couple weeks at least, right? What, what was the last time we did this? Um, two, three weeks ago. And the last time was... Captain? No, no. Was it? Captain America? I don't know. Was yeah. it that? Well, maybe it was. <laughs> wow, that's how long it's been that we don't even really remember what we last covered. Now I'm getting confused, like Mortal Kombat. No, no, no! It was Fallout. Fallout 4. That was the last one. Oh, yeah. That's right. But, you know, <laughs> we've been gone for a few weeks. Uh, I've been really busy. I've been uh, been busy with work. Working late every night. The adult life. That's right. Bringing home the bacon. <laughs> working late. And I texted you the other day, and I was I kind of just... Threw a little quote out there that I felt like I was in office space a little bit. You know, I uh, felt like I wanted to, at one point, just say, you know, I don't really like my job anymore. I don't think I'm going to go. There are times where I really feel... I'd laugh if your bosses heard, like, that, our pod, listen to the podcast. and come up to you like, so, Ryan, I hear, uh, hear you're not really enjoying the job of late. What's, what's, uh, what seems to be the... Uh, the problem going on here. Well, that's why I don't share it on my main page. Well, neither do I. My face, my my regular Facebook page, just in the in the off chance that somebody from work is looking at it and listening to a yeah, but at the same close close the, on hour long I know, podcast. I know, but at the, at the same time, uh, I mean, I don't post much on my Facebook to begin with, let alone personal stuff like with yeah. work or stuff. Um, even if you post some kind of rant about work. About, like, how it's shitty or fuck this person or whatever. You shouldn't get in trouble. I hate it when people get, like, in trouble or fired for that kind of crap. Well, because it, it's, like, because it's your own private time. You have, you're, you can vent, for God's sakes. Yeah. And, I mean, for me, I, like, I'm not saying that I, that, like, my job is really terrible. I, I, I honestly, I don't believe that. It's just a dull it, Right now, yeah, right now, I, I'm, I'm definitely feeling... A little burnt out through from from doing it for so long and and working late every night and we're we got a lot of stuff going on at work and so you know I, I'm actually getting to the point where I don't think it would matter what kind of job it was at this point I'm really burnt out of working mm-hmm. and I really would love to just be like yeah I'm not gonna do it right now I'm gonna take a year off and just <laughs> you know not work for a little while I, I would <laughs> I'm gonna go see go see Europe. I totally understand where 
like growing up and your parents were like, oh, I fucking hate work today. Like, oh, yeah. fuck, it's it's Monday. And you're always like, yeah, what's so bad about that, though? You just like go I to work gr- every day. You I know? want to grow up. <laughs> I want to put on a suit and tie. Uh, you just kind of get up and you go to work. Like, what's the big deal? I go to school every day. Well, it you grow up and you realize it's not the same because there's so much shit to deal with. All the time. Just all the time. And it's different for everyone. Like, for you, you are... I mean, you are you work with people, but your job is, like, somewhat more solitary. Like, yeah, it's, no, like, it's like no. you and yourself. Yeah. That's it. And no. and a computer telling you, get this shit done in so, so long or else you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Uh, I like the fact that I don't have to yeah. talk to my coworkers unless I fucking feel like it. It's different. Or, 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 like, my managers. Like, I don't really have to, like, talk to, like, my bosses unless, like... I have to. Like, that's nice, because after working retail, having to deal with people just constantly, it's like, yeah. know, it's like, oh, just peace and quiet, I can just... And I mean, like, for me, my my job is more of an office job. I, I work with people all the time. Not to say that I dislike the people that I work with, but sometimes it just gets to be a lot. It just gets to be too much working with people, and too much of the day-in, day-out grind of going to work... And sometimes it just feels like the day takes forever. And that's like the worst. You know, I, I don't mind having to get up and, and go to work sometimes. But when the day takes forever, that's that's when you know it's terrible. Like, you're that that sucks. When, you, when you're there at work and you look at your watch and you're like, 10 o'clock. I know. I, had, I, that's, was, I, I was having like the, like that thought on like Saturday when I was mm-hmm. at work. I was uh, like, I was like. Thinking, I was calculating in my head because at my job I don't get off at a certain time. It's when our work is all done we get out. Oh, excuse me, and uh, I was like thinking, okay, we should be out by this time and whatnot. And like thirty minutes after that time, and I'm still working. I'm like asking, I was like, how are we not done yet? Like, yeah, why is this c- going on? You know, that's the absolute worst. Is that when you're thinking like, oh shit, I got six hours until I'm done here. And then, you know, lunch comes around and you're like, I still got four fucking hours here. And then at the end of the day, like you get to three o'clock and you're thinking, wow, oh, it's got to be almost time to go. You're like, I still got an hour and a half to go. That's the worst because that's like, you're just waiting to die basically. Like that's just <laughs> you, you sitting there in your chair like, you know, end of the world could come. I wouldn't really care that much right now. That's, that's, that's the worst feeling in the world. But alas... That's why I kind of brought up the whole office space quotation, because a lot of the times I do feel quite a bit like Ron Livingston in office space, and I quote from it quite a bit because um, I think Mike Judge, writing and directing office space, really got to the bottom of the, the doldrums of the work, work day and the work week, and you're working your life away. And so... Uh, I, you know, I quoted it to you in text, and you said, hey, we you know, we should do Office Space for the podcast. And I was like, yeah, let's do it, because I love Office Space. I, any chance I can get to, like, watch Office Space, I'll take it. So, when you... And, I, and I'm, a, I'm a huge, like, Judge fan. Yeah. I, like, I love um, Office Space. I love Idiocracy. Have not seen Idiocracy. We were just talking which about is, which that. Which is a film we're going to have to do, too. Yeah. But, and I love... I. I, I don't remember much from Beavis and Butthead, no. but I remember as a kid, like, finding it kind of funny, and King of the Hill I love. I think King of the Hill is fucking absolutely genius. It's in this, it very much in the same 
Cause, um, cause, Banners' office space is that it's like all about, you know, shitty life situations. Or just like random things. Yeah. Because there's like things in King of the Hill that I laugh at hysterically that I imagine people would like, would never like laugh at. Like, I remember like specific episodes where like, Bobby's like gonna enter this pageant and like be like get made a fool of and Hank's worried and him Peggy get in this truck to like chase like down to like get to the pageant and Peggy's like hurry Hank and he's like damn it Peggy I didn't fill up on 80, 89 octane or nothing <laughs> yeah. like that to me is like hilarious yeah. like hilarious like it's like oh that sounds like Fulton County yeah. like where we live like on like sounds to like a T or like oh I didn't no, they're like, no, don't drive on the rims. They'll never stay tr- be true again. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Like, it's just like stuff like that in King of the Hill. Like, like oh, I got an, oh, I got another letter from the New Yorker. I'm going to write back to them. I do not wish to subscribe <laughs> to your publication. I hope they get the point now. <laughs> I know. Well, it's like it's just—it's just a lot of that is Hank Hill. I know, but I know, but like he, like, but even like it's like all the characters and like, like, yeah. like with Dale and uh, Boomhauer and like Bill, like all, like all the stuff that happens in that show, I like relate to so much. And, yeah. and it's just like, like, like it's again, it's like this, like it's so subtle humor that it's you know it's great and hilarious, and I think um, Mike Judge does a really good job at like satirizing and, like, covering kind of, like, you know, like, blue-collar type topics like that. Yeah, he does. He does a really good job of that. And speaking of King of the Hill, in that show, they all stand around drinking outside their houses, and that's pretty much what we're doing right now. So we're going to take our our drink and beer break and uh, talk about what what we've been drinking these past few weeks when we've been off. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken! Fuck that shit! Pops Blue Ribbon! As Dennis Hopper suggests, we're drinking Pops Blue Ribbon tonight. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, it's uh, from Blue Velvet. It's a good good scene. (laughs) It's a great scene. I don't know that I would get so worked up over Pops Blue Ribbon where I'd need to scream it in somebody's ear. And I tech, I do well, like Heineken as well. As well, so. say, well, compared to Heineken, I guess maybe you can. I like Heineken. I like it in the keg. <laughs> Even though it tastes metallic oh, God. Oh. I have good memories of getting that keg and just like... Like, I can Ooh, it's foamy. I hate, I hate, I hate to sound like a beer snob, but I don't, I can only drink Heineken in a bottle. And like the keg, it's awful, and the bottles, it's meh, because it's kind of tinny tasting. But in a bottle, it's okay. No, but, but in the but, can, it's tinny. You said bottle. Yeah, yeah. So can bad. is tinny tasting. I don't know if I've ever had it in a can. Well, you can get like the you know the four pack, like it's tall boys. Hear that, Pabst crack. <laughs> but um, I mean, like, I, like I don't hate Heineken, but at its price, I yeah, that's true. I, like I never like oh like price I mean, is kind of for like, high for, for a get. slightly yeah. hoppier lager than like what you'd get here. Yeah. I like it. I like Heineken. Um, the Heineken Dark that I had was not that great. Well, we also kind of had it warm, too. Yeah, it was kind of warm. But, I mean, it still wasn't. I still didn't yeah. like it either, but... But Pabst Blue Ribbon is really good. And the reason I got it is because I've been doing some YouTube videos for my website, themoonersdeadworld.net. You know, I'm trying to do... Uh, branch out a little bit. Do the video thing, uh, reviews along with my written reviews. And, um... 
If you haven't checked it out, check it out. It's uh, youtube.com slash C slash the moon is dead world net. Um, and that's my little video channel. I've got a giveaway going on. So if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, you'll be entered to win into the giveaway. Uh, but the reason I got the PAPS itself is because I did watch Tucker and Dale versus Evil the other day. And uh, they drink PAPS throughout that film, along with Miller, I believe. Um, and I was, I first of all, I was craving PAPS. said, wow, that looks pretty good. But I also wanted to do my video review with PAPS in hand with a Southern Redneck accent, you know. So I wanted to try to do my my review with the I don't entire think, time. I don't even think they drink paps down south, though. But in the film, it, it they had it, so I wanted. I know to do I it. Seen, I've seen Tucker and Dale versus Evil, but I'm I'm just saying I'm. Yeah, I mean, somebody correct us if I'm wrong. I don't think paps is. You know, I don't know. I mean, who knows? It, it could be pretty popular down there. I don't know. I I mean, it's pretty popular all over the place. Cheap. It's pretty good. It's a pleasure to drink. It gives me the shits. Mm. Well, <laughs> others could say Jenny Cream gives them the shits. So. Well, their bowels just aren't yeah. strong enough to... And yours aren't strong enough for PBR. I guess not. I, I don't know. I don't know. I like... I, I, know, I, I, I like PBR, too, but I mean, I just... Nowadays, I just don't go out of my way to get it. If I... If I haven't had it in, like, half a year, I'll, be like, I'll look at it and be like, oh, I haven't had PBR in a while, and I'll get it, I'll drink it, but yeah, it's fine. I don't think I'll get it for long. <laughs> quite a while. Well, I like it. I like it quite a bit, and like it's to me, it's like your Jenny, basically. I mean, I like Jenny a lot too, but you know, I like Paps as well. Um, and it's pretty cheap. I there was a I was at Walmart, and all they had was a thirty pack of it. Um, but it was like fifteen bucks for the thirty pack. So it's like two bucks a beer. So yeah, you, you so can't beat that. Jet, yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty cheap. Yeah, I, like I said, I, it's not. I don't like it. I do. I do like it, but I, it's just something. I just don't go out of my way for it anymore. Because, yeah. um, like, Jenny, Jenny Creamel's got my balls in a vice grip See, when, it comes to cheap, when it comes to cheap beer. But with Paps, like, if you can find the tall boys, you can carry those around like... Uh, a hipster? No, 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 like uh, Cousin Eddie in Vacation. With, on, the, on, like, a... What does it have? Uh, he doesn't have Paps, but I mean... Bush. But, I mean, you could, you could look like him, carrying around, like, as, like, a little, like, belt band... Carrying around just a six pack in your hand, crack it off. Um, but other than taps, which is cheap, I've had a, I had a couple other things this week um, for drinks. I went to um, Project Twenty Nine, oh, which is a local. When did, you, when did you go? We went there on sa- Saturday because uh, Christina's baby shower was that day. So we took Ross and everybody out to the Project Twenty Nine. Yeah, she had a baby shower, and you didn't well, get no, invited, no. obviously, because you were working. So no, oh, no, I meant I didn't know she was having it here. I thought she was having. Oh it yeah, yeah, yeah. So she had a baby shower. So we took Ross and everybody out to that's to his, lunch. his sister-in-law. That's right, my sister-in-law. Project Twenty Nine is a local, um, like a, a it's a tavern, basically a, a pub, um, an upscale one, upscale pub. Did you try? Did you try the onion straws? The red onion. Straws? Yes, I did actually. Ed ordered those, and they were good, but they were not super spicy. But they were good. Well, I, I mean, told they were, you that. I didn't yeah, yeah, those. they were. I mean, they say like, oh, they're spicy, red hot, but they're they're not really no. that spicy. You should have gotten the cheese plate too, so you could see like yeah, the, I know. So you could see the one the Guinness uh, flavor uh, cheese. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, totally black. Yeah, and it looked. It, and I, I still they didn't say what kind of cheese it was. Matt and I were uh, our friend Matt when he got it when last time Matt and I went there. Uh, 
It came with like a dill Havarti and a cheddar and an onion cheddar, and then like a Guinness style, like a Guinness cheese, like it's been like made with Guinness beer. But they didn't say what kind of cheese it was, and while we're eating it, we're like, I can't. It's not a cheddar. It's it's not like it's like kind of nutty. So it's kind of like a Swiss, but it's definitely not Swiss. Uh, hmm. Couldn't quite put the finger on it, but it was, it was good. Well. I had the chicken tacos, which are really good there. Mm-hmm. With a, they have like this Southwest slaw that they put in it. So good, I love that. And I think doesn't that come with like aioli on it too? Yeah, like a chipotle aioli. It's really good, really good. I love their chicken tacos. It's like a Baja, like California yeah. style taco. Uh, really good. But I ended up having the. I started out with um, what was it? It was a. It was an IPA. Actually, it was a, almost like a double IPA. Um, now I can't remember the name of it. It's going to bug me. I'm going to have to look it up. I'll start with the other one that I uh, had before, though, or after that, actually. Um, this was the Saratoga Lager. I actually haven't had any Saratoga beer. So, I haven't really either. This Saratoga Lager, and I got it because this weekend was pretty shitty. It was, like, cold and and rainy. Yeah. So, I got the Saratoga Lager because it was described as an Oktoberfest style. It's a Marzen style. And I was like... Wow, you know, like, today's a perfect day to, like, go for that. Because if it was, like, 80 degrees outside, I wouldn't be like, oh, I want an Oktoberfest. But but the day was perfect for it. So I got it. It was actually really good. Really good Oktoberfest. Really made me crave. Was it like a... Uh, like Halloween, fall. Well, I was going to say, it was like, a, like an American yeah, Sam style? Yeah, it was or, was, or was it like, yes. you know, like a... No, a Hoffman Sam style. Brown. Sam style. Yep, it was definitely a Sam style. Very malty. Um, but it was really good. I really, really enjoyed that. And I could see myself getting that for, like, fall and having that as a Oktoberfest, even though it's not really labeled in October. It's really, it seems like it's Sar- Saratoga's main beer. You know, like, Sam's has a Boston I, Lager. I think, that's their, I think they're in their IPA. Is pro- is, yeah. Is, that's really the only two I see, like, around in six-packs. Yeah, there. I mean, like, that's their regular lager. And, and you know what? I did not actually check into it. Oh, you know what it was? It was a... Um, Oh, was it like an elephant IPA? It was elephant IPA. I know it was. Um, elephant IPA is what it was, and it was it was like a double IPA. Uh, it was pretty pretty hoppy, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. And I like I I really go for like the IPAs when I'm out, so I went for that. They had a ghost, which was from Browns. Yeah, I, I, Browns Blackberry. Uh, oh, they didn't have that. Yeah, it was a Browns Blackberry. Something I can't remember what it was, but it was technically a ghost. No, no, it wasn't. Actually, it wasn't a ghost. They labeled it as a saison, but it was very, very sour, like sour tasting, like a ghost um, with honey in it. So the honey part uh. of it was a little overwhelming to me. I didn't. I'm not a huge fan of honey in my beer, so that was a little overwhelming. But um, Hody, our, our other friend, who's who is very eccentric, he likes to he likes to experiment. Um, he got a black IPA. And he and he, he ordered. He said, oh, "I'd like to try the black IPA." And the keyword there was "try." She brought him out like a little espresso shot glass of it, mm-hmm. and you, he, he didn't realize that was happening. So at first, we were like, "Wow, is that is that the beer? Like that's it? That's all you get?" But well, no, they, they, they do do the yeah, like the like you can get like eight. You can get beers. a flight, yeah, yeah. But this was just a sample of it. And then he ordered the black that blackberry ghost, and he wanted to combine them. He was, oh. like, he was like, what do you think this would taste like if I combined it? Oh. I was like, not good. Oh, God. <laughs> not going to taste yeah. good. No, he, our friend is the living 27-year-old person who still goes to, like, Burger King or McDonald's and puts every 
soda. Condiment and soda. In a cup and like, hey, I wonder how this tastes. And it's Milk like, and cre- orange soda yeah. and all that stuff. So, but he's, he's, he's eccentric, but he likes to experiment, so... I um, think he might listen to this. Actually, I did. I did. I subscribed him to it, so <laughs> so maybe he'll hear this. So. Um, the only other thing uh, besides Jenny Creamail that I've had of late was uh, a couple weeks ago when I went to Project Twenty Nine, and I got to like like only an hour after they opened, so there was nobody there. It was great. Um, I tried finally tried Saranex Brewers Blood because they had yep. that there. That was really good. Um, you know, like for a red like a red ale like a. Imperial Red Ale. That was really good. It had like a yep. nice hoppiness to it, but also pretty malty. Um, I don't know if I'd ever go out of my way to get it again, like often, but yeah. I, it, it was good. And I also tried, I can't remember who made it, but it was a peach cider, and that was very good. That was like really peachy. That like would be uh, like a death sentence, because you could just be pounding those away with like, like, mm. like feeling nothing. And it was really good, but... Other than that, that and I, the other uh, week when we were, I was over here and we didn't watch a movie to review. Movie um, had a barbecue. We had, a, yeah. I had um, one of the Wanamangos from yeah, the Camp Wanamango from uh, Camp Harpoon, Wanamango. and I like, and that's really good. Another, that's good. Yeah, another good beer from Harpoon. Yeah, and then there's also the the, the other Boston brewery, as we said, yeah. that doesn't get enough attention. That's right. There's also the uh, the UFO Shandy that's in there. The grapefruit shandy, which I've, I I have had before. Yeah, um, it's it's good. Uh, I it depends on the mood I'm in because I had it the other night and I was like, mm, this is like way too sweet for me today. But it depends on the mood. Like the other day when it was really warm out, it was really good. Um, but yeah, the other day when it was chillier, I was like, hmm, not really feeling this one today as much. But you know, happens. Then they got their Take Five IPA. Uh, which is their um, session. session IPA, and then they've also got their regular IPA, which is in that pack as well. So that's a good pack. It's pretty good. I- I've had better for summer packs, um, but uh, you know, I I do like Harpoon. Like, like I said, it's still, it's still good. I mean, I know yeah. it, su- it sucks they don't have six beers, but they for Harp- Harpoon doesn't really kind of uh, do a whole bunch of mm. like brews going no. on. They kind of stick to. A couple per season, and that's you know, that's yeah. that. They're not, they're not looking to like because they've kind of been very consistent over like you know like winter. You get your gingerland and yeah. you know your normal stuff, and then, yeah, they're pretty consistent with their packs. So um, they're, they're not really experimenting, but at the same time, what they the stuff they do is very good. And yeah, yeah, I I, I enjoy that pack. It's pretty good. So. Um, let us know if you've had anything, any beers that you've been trying that we should get. I know that there's like the the new Budweiser Mexican style beer that's coming out. Is there one? I, know, I, were... I, saw, I saw an article that says Bud, Budweiser's looking to target the the Mexican, Mexican beer style, and they're coming so, out with a, a new. <laughs> I did read an article like earlier this year that said that Mexican style beers were going to be big for the summer, and I haven't really seen any right now. You know, like none of the. Like the smaller craft breweries are making Mexican I don't think style. anyone is. I, I don't see the, the the incentive for a craft beer. They they have no. Honestly, I would like to see it. I would like to see them make a Mexican style. What I think the, they could do a good job with. But at the same time, there's no. What what's the incentive for a craft brewery to make a? Yeah. So basically, you're you're making an American style adjunct lager, but maybe with like a slight difference. Well, I would I would I would hope that they would go a better like a actual Mexican style. 
Not not like an American style lager with. But that's what like a Mex- Mex- Corona or Dos Equis is like an American style lager, but oh, sort of. But but, yeah. but slight, you know, slightly more flavorful. It's you know, I would like them to experiment a little bit. Like one time, I was at a, a Mexican restaurant, and a guy. It was an authentic Mexican restaurant, and the Mexican guy was there, and he ordered a. I want to say I think it was Dos Equis, and he put. Hot sauce around the side of the bottle, mm-hmm. like around all of the sides, so when he drank it, he would get the hot sauce. And then he also topped it with salt. And so I was really interested in what he did with that, and I'd like to see maybe, you know, the be, craft beer styles uh, play with that. Play with, like, the the Mexican-style beer with, like, a little bit of hot sauce. I, I know, it, you know, I, know, I, mean, chili I know, but... I know, but at the same time, like, I just don't see... From a business standpoint, yeah. From a business standpoint, I don't like because like, you know they cause, experiment with weird shit all the time. And well, like, I know because definitely... they're moving towards like goes instead of like IPAs now. Like because mm-hmm. like we said before on our last podcast, like it's goes everywhere. And it's like why? Yeah. And apparently it's it's taken off. But um, people are doing it quite a bit. But I, I I don't really see the benefit of like yeah I, of I, a crap. I, but like I said, I could see like the benefit from like a butter cooler. Yeah, but, like hey, yeah. we like. I, I saw actually a commercial for I don't know who makes it I think it's called called uh, Tetante or Tecante. Yeah, it was just on here actually on the on the app um, Tecate from uh, Cerveceria North Monterey Mexico. Yeah, oh, I, it's it's a Heineken. Uh, so it's owned by the uh, yeah, it's owned Heineken. by Heineken. Yeah, yeah so Tecate. Yeah, so I saw like I've been seeing commercials for that of late. Like, so it's. So some are making it, but mostly but I mean, but, the adjunct. But I imagine it'd be like bigger breweries because it's like yeah. oh, like you know, Corona, like it's like Corona. It's like oh, so it's like a bud, but a little bit more flavorful, and you yeah. put a lime in it, and they but they charge seventeen bucks for a twelve. It doesn't have a good rating either. I imagine it's not uh, not even three. I would try it just out of curiosity. Yeah, I would I, try it, but I mean, I know it would because I be. I do like Mexican beers, so. But it's not that I don't like them, but like a Corona for me to be like kind of palatable, mm-hmm. put a lime in it. Put a lime and, in there. If I don't have a lime, like there's no, like, and again, like, again, like the price that you pay for something right, yeah. like that too. It's I like buy them on sale. It's like, I have like no interest. Like, like they're twelve ninety nine. I'll buy them. Oh, uh, I might take like a get, like it's, I could get that or I can get like the Labatt syrup. I can get Labatt yeah. grapefruit shandy, yeah. the, the lemon, the lime, and like in the regular Labatt. I'm like, I might as well go with that then. There, you put the lime in it for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, we got to get to Office Space. We got a lot to talk about. I, I love Office Space. You love Office Space. We got um, we got a lot to talk about. I don't know anyone that's ever seen Office Space and not cared for it. No, I don't either. <laughs> so, let's get to it. Hey, Peter. Yeah. Watch out for your cornhole, bud. <laughs> Office Space is a fucking hilarious movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's 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 just I it's, it, I can't even I apparently you're Milton right now. I, I, I mean, if you haven't seen it, you have to rectify that right now. It's a cult classic. It is. I I like how this one YouTube page describes Office Space as an American workplace black comedy. Because that's basically what it is. It's it, it it a pretty accurate description of it. And it is an American movie. <laughs> because this is the American workplace. A land of fortune that you'll never get. 
<laughs> keep working towards it because it's it's basically like like someone dangling the carrot in front of you. It's the State Farm commercial. I got you a dollar. That's right. That's right. Would you, uh, you know, here's a dollar, and and maybe just maybe you'll reach the dollar, and then they'll say here's two dollars. And then you work for the two dollars. Well, maybe, maybe you can compare it to like South Park and Heroin Hero. You try to catch the pink dragon, but you'll never catch it. That's right. And you just keep going on trying to catch me. Oh, you almost got me. <laughs> catch me. I mean, work, Office Space really <laughs> understands the predicament that you're in when when you you go to work every day because you spend forty hours, if you're lucky. I mean, forty hours, sometimes more, at work every week. That amounts to nearly two days of straight work that you do at your job. Just think about that for a second. Two days of work a week times 52 weeks, 104 days out of the year that you spend at work. So almost a third. Of- almost a third of your, of your year you spend at work. That is a super depressing statistic right there. Well, I don't think most people are re- breaking it down like that, because then they... I... No, people like to break it down by how long you, you spend pooping at work. Because <laughs> that makes it feel just a little bit better. I mean, yeah, you you could say, I was shitting and I spent 15 minutes of my employer's time on the pooper. You know, <laughs> that, that, does, that does feel a little better. But still, a oh, third yeah. of your year... I don't think I've ever taken a shit on the job. That's crazy. I think maybe once at my old job. But that was I mean, but that's that, because, that's because you always... had diarrhea. Think... <laughs> <laughs> but the only time <laughs> I'm using that bathroom is diarrhea. <laughs> but I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I know my job right now, I've never taken well, a shit. Well, that's because when you, you, you say that every time you go into the bathroom, there's like four dudes grunting in there. They've they've well, no, that, they've they've followed Jamie Lee Curtis's advice and taken their activia. That is true. And every time I do go into like during especially during lunch, you go into the bathroom and it's just like a, a den of bottled up shit, just like smell <laughs> coffee shit. Oh, coffee yeah, shit yeah. is terrible. Taco Bell shit. Pork and had one of those. Today. Pork and right. I I had Taco Bell this morning too. Actually, no, I didn't have it. I didn't ha- like literally have Taco Bell today. I had a Taco Bell shit today. Oh okay. Taco Bell was yesterday. Oh yeah yeah. I so it came mine, out. I expect today. mine tomorrow. Yeah, yours, yeah, yours is coming out. Matt and I were trying to get Taco Bell breakfast for the first time ever, but Never back, had it. neither have I because apparently it's like old McDonald's. Their breakfast ends at t- ten o'clock, so we got there at like ten thirty. Like oh, we're not serving breakfast anymore. And it's like. Oh, shit. I guess I'll eat a chalupa then. Yeah. 10.30. <laughs> Yikes. But I think that when you... Like, office space is Mike Judge's way of exaggerating things. But when you think about, like, what happens at that... at Within office space at their work, it's not that... It's not that, like, out of place for what you may see at your own work. Uh-huh. Somebody... Somebody's got a case of the Mondays! That I mean, you would think that that line, you know, that's that's a ridiculous line. This, the movie makes fun of that multiple times. Our intro makes fun of that. Um, that you know, you've got a case of the Mondays, and someone kicked the shit out of you because that's a fucking stupid thing to say to a person who clearly is not having work at this time. But that really does happen. I mean, people at work are like, well, you know, it's just a Monday. You know, start of the work week. Oh, you're feeling rainy that. days and Mondays. But yeah, I mean, 
there's nothing that makes you angrier than being at work. It's like nine o'clock in the morning. You just got there on a Monday and someone comes up to you and be like, how was your weekend? I know it's Monday. It's pretty tough today. Mondays are hard. <laughs> yeah, they are. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> All I want to do is sit here and stare off into the distance, drinking my coffee and pretending I'm anywhere but here right now. <laughs> Wondering how many, how much time I have to get through to get, you know, to... That's right, yeah. Now, if I sit here and I think, of, let's see, it's Monday, 9 o'clock, I gotta get to Friday, 4.30, how long is that? And do I really love my life outside of work enough to get me to there? <laughs> It's true. You, you kind of have to gauge. And I, I got to admit, I've got this podcast. That keeps me going. <laughs> I got to, you know, shout out to the Blood and, Bla- Blood and Black Rum podcast listeners. You almost, Thank you for keeping, you almost, keeping you me almost, going. You almost forgot the name, right? Blood, <laughs> Blood and Black Rum. Well, I have had going on three paps here. So, But, but I think that office space really gets that, uh, the idea of like how much people do sometimes hate their jobs. And that, that's not always the case for some people. If you don't hate your job, fuck you. I mean, I don't know what kind of job you have, but apparently it's a great one. You know, you must have really great benefits. You I think, a, I think, a triple digit. I think, I think everybody has at least had a job they hate. I know my last job, by the end, I was like... For like you were a, out. You were for just like, for, like a, for like a year and a half, my last part of my last job, I was just totally... And you know, enraged, angered, depressed, miserable, and constantly just, and that's, I mean, you kind of get into that, that loop and especially like a retail job too, because you don't have regular days off. You're not going to, you don't always have two days off in a row to like kind of bridge you And and you have, don't have regular hours and you're constantly getting bugged on like your days off. Like, especially, especially like me, because I was, um. I had responsibilities actually there, so yeah, like like hey, can you come in to, like on your day off to do this? Because, yeah, you know, I'm so, gonna need you to yeah. come in. Yeah, and so like constantly getting bombarded with that. Now my job that I have now, I don't have to ever worry about that. Yeah, like that's good. Like that's like good. I don't have to worry about my day off getting like a text like hey yeah hi could you? It's like no. Don't have to. It's like just so. It's one of the reasons why, like in my job now, I, I love it. And I hear people bitching all the time, like how much they hate. You fucking hate this job. It's like obviously you. Like I feel like my like, dad shit your job. You know, like you in the shit your job. You're like twenty years older than me, and you think this is shit. Where have you worked before? Is yeah. is this your first job? And I mean, you know, I think that's that. That office space comes out of that for Mike Judge. I mean, I, I, it's it really feels like he's had some really shitty experiences at work. You know, corporate experiences, which can always be awful. Well, from the interview I just watched the other day, I don't think he said he got into animation. He's like 26, 27. Yeah, yeah. You, you can kind of yeah. tell that, you know, that his, his work within movies and TV and stuff like that, that came later in life after he'd already had these kinds of experiences where he had a soul-sucking job. I can only imagine like working. I don't work in a cubicle. I have my I have an, my own office, but working in a cubicle to me just sounds absolutely crushing. You know, just, just being walls blocked, of blocked off. You know, it, like in office space, he's fucking he's playing Tetris. It kind of that's to me is like a symbol of like breaking out, putting the blocks somewhere else. You know, breaking out of that block. 
it's just ridiculous that you think about spending your eight hours in a cube. That's, you know, who, who thought of that and who thought that was a good idea? Who thought that was, you know, motivating to uh, sit in a, a block? Probably some efficiency guy. Yeah, probably. Like one of the mobs. We could fit 25 blocks in here. Yeah. Instead of... And maximize this amount. Uh, no, yeah. they're, they're not interested in your... No, I know, I know. In your well-being. They're interested in... Uh... But, I mean, I think that Mike Judge's writing within Office Space works really well because he has a lot of great characters that add a lot to it. I mean, they they are all very different in their own ways. And, and that's kind of what you get when you work in, like, a... A melting pot of an office. Well, not even that. The film, the film's not long either. It's only ninety nine minutes, so it's not like yeah. There's not a lot of time for a, you know each character. Each character that you do meet is different and has their, you know their own. They're unique. Yeah, and I think that's the thing about Office Space is that it. When I was watching it today, I did notice that a lot of its scenes are kind of disparate. They're kind of like broken apart from each other. So. Most of the time, the film is about um, Ron Livingston's character, Peter. Peter. Um, but, you know, sometimes it'll switch over to, like, Milton, who, mm-hmm. who isn't really a main character at all. He's kind of just a side character. Or it'll switch to um, some of the other characters who really don't have, you know, much of an impact on the film itself. The, or, you know, it, it switches over... Um, to uh, Peter's girlfriend, Joanna, who's at her own work within um, Tchotchkes. You know, those are kind of disparate scenes. They don't really they don't really fit into that whole dynamic of Peter and his, you know, his friend Samir and Michael Bolton. Well, you can um, kind of see it as, like, a bunch of different sketches that are... Exactly. Of it, it does feel very sketchy. It's like Office Space is kind of a... You know, it's got that long-running theme of Peter quitting, you know, or not really caring about his job. Um, combining forces with Samir and Michael because they're going to lose their jobs and and um, coming up with this idea to kind of steal money from their, their company that they hate and that is laying off tons of workers. At the same time, though, yeah, there are more sketches to it than just that. You know, it's switching over to Joanna and her own work at Tchotchkes dealing with her idiot boss, Stan, uh, who just wants her to have more flair. But he won't come out and say that she needs more flair. He just he just wants her to come to her own. Well, no, but I mean, I think we've all had like the experience where you talk to like your boss and they're like giving you the runaround, like the, like the whole scene where uh, in the beginning where Peter is getting you know berated by Lumberg about how he doesn't have the cover sheet for his CPS report. He's like, yeah, did you get the memo? And Peter's like, yeah, I have the memo. And he's like, cuts him out. Yeah, I'll give you another copy of the memo. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Got to put the cover sheets on the TPS report so people know because it's a thing. And, the, and he's like, "I got, the, I got the memo right here." Like, yeah, I'll get back to you. Make sure you keep, you know, you do that, okay? Like, you know, I think, I think everybody's had that kind of experience, oh, yeah. like where you may have messed up and you know, and they come in like to correct you, and like they're like going on about it, and it's like, like fuck off. I know, you know, thank yeah, I you. Know I made a mistake there, and thanks for letting me know. And because right after that, his other, one of his other bosses comes, like, hey, yeah, he did you. Same spiel. Yeah, give him, like, like hey, he's like, yeah, I know, I know I messed up, and, like, and then after that, he gets a phone call, he's like, yeah, no, I know I didn't put a cover sheet on it. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, and I see, I can see, like, Office Space, it has, it doesn't, I don't think that those scenes with, like, Joanna and the other, some of the other side characters, they really don't, 
they don't gel together with the main plot that well, but at the same time, I can totally forgive Office Space for that because it, it clearly wants to show you the two sides of the spectrum. I mean, Peter works in this in office, office uh, in a cubicle setting, very like a corporate America-style setting, and then Joanna, she, she works at a restaurant as a waitress, and she's still getting the same kind of shit because it's... You know, it doesn't matter where you're working. You're still getting that. You're going to get some kind of yeah, shit. That you're getting like, that, you know, asshole that's still giving you a problem. Like in in the restaurant, you get the same thing with Stan, who, you know, he won't come out and say, Joanna, please wear more flair. I know. But, like, 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 yeah, like, I know the minimum is 15, but we really want you to wear more because it shows that you care and, like, creates this added atmosphere and attitude. He's like, yeah, some people wear more flair, and it's like okay, but the minimum is fifteen. Like, yeah, but some people wear more flair, and it's like just get to the fucking point. Like, I, right. like, if, like if I was in that situation, I would like have no, none of that shit. Like, like yeah, the minimum is fifteen. If you want me to wear more flair, then say this is the mile of flair you got to fucking wear. You know, like yeah. I mean, I lo- I love Mike Judge in that part because he's he's great, hilarious. Great care, yeah. Great he's he's hilarious in that part. Doesn't even look like him at all. He did, no, a, good job. He did a good job, like yeah. disguising it's, himself. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of you can kind of hear his Hank Hill voice there, just a little bit. But really, I mean, just a really funny funny role for him, just to to kind of jump in there and just be like, well, you, should, you know. Brian over here has 37 pieces of flair. Okay? I'm just saying. I, I, I really, I gotta say that I love his, his facial expressions. Because when she's saying, you know, okay, so you, you want me to wear 37 pieces of flair, he's just rolling his eyes like she's not getting it. I know. He's, he's, <laughs> she's just clearly I, I know, not getting I know, it. But yeah, which is hilarious. Because like, like, okay, so minimum 15, that's what I'm doing. He's wearing 37, so you want me to... We are 37. He's like, no, it's not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying some people try harder. Like, you know, like, yeah. But we want you to express yourself. Like, it's, you know, it's like. I, I love that. I mean, that's. It's that like, is one of my favorite parts in it's like space. the It's like, it's like the core bullshit that you get. <laughs> excuse me. It's like the core bullshit that, like, you hear. Like, it's like, just say what you really right. like. You know, say, like, don't, like. It, you want me to wear more... F- the minimum is this, but you want me to do this because so I can be like, like oh, wow. Like, look at, gee, they're going above and beyond, you know? And It's it's really hard to pick out, like, a favorite scene, though, in Office Space. It's really hard because there's so many that I really love that n- some of them aren't even, you know, th- you wouldn't consider them super funny, not hilarious, but just the, the well, whole like, well, situational well, like comedy I, of it. Well, like I said, it's one, it's a dark comedy. Mm-hmm. To it's it, it the humor the the best way I can describe the humor in this film, for the most part, it's kind of like a Wes Anderson film. Yeah, it's very dry at it points. Is. It's ve- like you know very like subtle, dark and dry. Like with the whole hypnosis, like having a heart attack in the middle of like hypnotizing Peter, and Peter stuck in that hip, you know that hypnosis, and just like you got the happy music, like oh my like, oh my god, call a doctor, and he's just sitting there like happy, like. Doesn't have a fucking care in the world because he just got hypnotized, and it's like that, like that, like that to me is like kind of like a Wes Anderson type thing, like that you would, you know. See. Yeah. And I think like the movie does it, like you know a lot of things like that that are like you know, just really funny like that. Like right. you're not supposed to la- probably laugh out loud, but they are like the kind of like <laughs> you know. I think my other favorite part of Office Space is John C. McGinley. 
Fucking great. I mean, he... We talk about, like, facial expressions, like, with Mike Jones. He, he, but he's got, he's got this down. I, I, mean, I know. Well, as I told you, it's like, you, you can tell watching it, like, this is him, like, probably what he, like, when they're like, okay, we need a Dr. Cox for Scrubs, and he sends, you know, uh, Lawrence, like, his, like, have you seen me in office space? Here's my facial expression, yeah. you know. I mean, in this one, though, you can tell that he's trying to be like that that friend guy you know he he's got to be like that friend, higher level that management fr- yeah that friend but, like, but also you know, a friend yeah the friend boss so. yeah and it's great because I, I just love his expressions like he he he's sitting there wanting to elicit all of this information from his his workers um and so he's just trying to be super open about you know about everything that he's asking, and then also, you know, he's using his hands to. But he's being like he's a, scu- he's a scumbag yeah. too, though, because because uh, after like he like has like the interviews, like so, what do you do like, after? He's like this guy fired, you yeah. know, like, yeah, get rid of him, no yeah, problem. He's fucking useless, get you know. Um, I love yeah, that. I mean, no, I, yeah, no, John C. McGinley's hilarious. He's like I've always loved him as Cox yeah. and Scrubs because he's. So, like, he's got, like, the per Even in, like, The Animal, that terrible Rob Schneider <laughs> film, he's great as, like, the antagonist in that film because he's got, like, the perfect, like, expressions and, like, the demeanor that's like, oh, he is such a tool, like, such an yeah. asshole. And so when you watch him in office space, he's, like, is with the mustache, too. Yeah. He's just, like, uh, sitting there, like, you know, like interviewing people. Like, so, especially funny with, like, Peter. And Peter's, like, shooting on him. Like, you know, totally shooting on him. Saying, like, I show up late. I don't fucking care. I don't, yeah. I don't do any work. You know, and he's like, no, Peter, I want you to be a good sport here. And he's like, I know this is going to sound, this is going to sound hilarious, but could you, could you be a good sport? L- elaborate, you know, you, you know, you think about these TPS reports. And, you know, I, I love that because, you know, that's Peter just not giving a shit at that point, not caring at yeah. all. And, and they're getting, not picking up on it. Like, they're not rewarding. picking, yeah. Because they, they see it probably as like, oh, he's creative. Like, he's, He's like he's fearless. He's not afraid yeah. of like you know like oh he's you know suited for upper management and like and like I I can kind of see that because like for my past job it's like oh, you fail your way forward like you don't work your way up so you fail like you fail like and again that's maybe it's somebody probably listens to this probably like, oh he's bitter or about or whatever but it's like the same I think everybody can kind of relate to like uh, yeah you know like you work at a job and like. You see people who probably get reward that they probably shouldn't, or like you know they say they work hard, and you're probably you don't work hard. Yeah, I I think I think that's you know just I think that's what that's getting at. You know? Yeah, you know it's just I I think people can relate to that because it's it's at the same time with like um when you hear like people say like you know why should I like pay for this and like a tax or something because I work I you know I work for a living and it's like I like you know and you hear a lot of people say that it's like I imagine every single person if you do not work hard at your job you probably do the bare minimum to get by don't don't sit here in line and say just because you have a job yeah. therefore you know you you're work hard, hard you yeah, like I guarantee it cuz like I everybody at some point's like I'm not working you know like fuck this I'm not you know you know yeah I'm, I'm going to like take it easy yeah. Like, the equivalent for me would be like, well, I'm not going to do this level of production today. I'm going to do this because that's what I need to do to get by. Yeah. I just don't feel... I'm not saying I do that. I'm just saying that would be the equivalent of, like, at my job. And then being, like, afterwards, just saying, like, well, I work. What do you do? And it's like, did you, did you like, do exceedingly well? 
Yeah. Yeah, I feel like John C. McGinley character, char- his character in this film is like an escalation of Gary Cole's Lumberg. Because you can see Lumberg's like getting to that point. He's still trying to be the friend boss. But, but he's so, he's totally soulless on the yeah, same point. Because yeah. every time he's like, yeah, hi, yeah, well, uh. I can totally relate to Lumberg, though, because I'm kind of in that position of like an interim manager at this point right now. Middle management. And, you know, it's it's weird because I've never really been their manager before. I've been their co-worker, mm-hmm. so I'm their colleague, and now I'm trying to be their manager, and there's like that, there's that separation of like, okay, I was their colleague, and now I kind of have to manage what they're doing. Um, I, I try to, try to fill the middle ground. I, I'm not going to, I'm not like Lumberg. I'm not like, you know, totally soulless, uh, but I am. In that situation where I'm kind of like the friend boss, you know, the 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 colleague slash boss. Well, I see. I think at that point too, though. I think if I think it would behoove any like business, for example, if somebody was like a colleague in the specific like area, and they get promoted to like a like a management type position, get them out of that like yeah. that area. Yeah, it's tough. Just 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 so you don't have to be. Oh yeah, hi. Like last week, I was talking to you about shit jokes, and now yeah, I gotta be yeah. like. How are you doing on that? And they're probably like, "Hey, fuck you! We we're just talking about shit last week." Yeah, you know, I th- I think that w- like a business ha- would have like if you're smart, yeah, you do that. do that. I mean, and I'm not saying that that's it's not working for me. It, it is. Uh, everything is fine. My co my co I, no, I, I know coworkers, I, I, but my staff are great. But you're right. I mean, no, but you I, have I, to. No, I know. I understand that. But like I like I said, like a lot of people. Yeah, you know, would probably look at like, hey, fuck you, you know, like, yeah, like you, you know, you have to have that separation. Now, now you're not their friend, and you can't really pretend to be yeah. their friend. So, yeah, it would be good to get them out of that role of like familiarity with those people, yeah. so that they're they don't even are they're not put in that situation. Yeah. You got to sw- sw- switch things around a little bit. Um, that which would make that, sense. The best comparison would be like if you were like a a student in the classroom. And the next week you'd like teach right, yeah. And it'd be, like, it'd be so weird. Yeah, it'd be like no, nobody would listen to you. Like, ah, fuck yeah. you, you know. You're... Yeah, exactly. So, um, who's your favorite character in this film? Uh, that's, that's tough. That's a tough one. Um, I really like Lon, Ron Livingston, Peter, and how laid back and which just... he he Ron Livingston is a very terribly underrated actor. He really is, and he doesn't. I mean, I don't know how much recently he's been in. I don't think besides vacation. Yeah, I mean, honestly, he's in the. I was in the Conjuring. He's the father in the. Con- I didn't even realize that. Oh, to be honest with you, wow, I, you, I really did not realize wow, that. Wow, you did good on that one. Good job. Did you realize that? I haven't seen the Conjuring. Oh, you haven't seen it. No. Oh, okay. Well, you wanted to check out Conjuring Two. I thought maybe you'd seen the first. One. But yeah, no, because so Conjuring like he, Two looks like, like it looks like actually a good. It looks film. like he has been doing. Some things, just not anything major. Major, except for the Conjuring, which I did. I really didn't realize that he was in that. But so, I mean, but yeah, he is a really underrated actor. I really love him in Office Space because he, he has to play just such a 
at first, a disenchanted character. He's also really great in Band of Brothers, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's fantastic in Band of Brothers. I love, like, you know, I love how he goes from that disenchanted, you know, really depressed person at the beginning of the film to, like, just the guy who doesn't give a crap about anything. Which, again, I think think a lot of people near the end of their, like, job that they've been, like, fired or quit from, it's just like, I'm in I don't give a shit mode, like. Right, right. Like, they've, yeah, finally given up. And I think we're seeing, you know, you see that within office space is, is... to what he is, so so I really do like him, and I and I think he's handsome. <laughs> um, I think he's handsome too. So but uh, you know, I, I I like him a lot. Um, I like Lawrence a lot. I've Lawrence always, Lawrence is the best. Diedrich Bader is hilarious. I, I've always liked Diedrich Bader since I've seen him in the Drew Carey show. Uh, is that what I was asking, like, did you know he was in Drew Carey show? I did know that. Yeah, that was w- when I knew him. You know, Diedrich Bader in yeah. and. The Drew Carey show, so fucking hilarious. He always has like great little bit parts in films, like, like in like, yeah. like I said, like the Beverly Hillbillies movie. He's fucking hilarious in like that movie too. Like just playing like the dim-witted. Uh, I can't remember the characters. Like uh, I think he's like Jim Varney's cousin in that mm. or whatever. He's just like fucking hilarious. Like he like he's great in this film. Like as. He's great. The opening segment from this. He doesn't even have like, a lot of screen time. No, he doesn't. Like, he doesn't get that much. But from the opening intro we have for this. Just like it's great. Like his reaction to like, you ever, anyone ever tell you have a case in the Monday? He's like, no. No. Shit, no, no. Yeah, you can just see him like, the the wheels turning in his brain, like thinking about it. Like, what the fuck would happen if someone said that to me at work? Yeah, I, I, I love that. You know, he has some really great deliveries. Napoleon Dynamite's another great example. Oh, God. Him stealing the show in in that His film. five minutes of screen time. Yeah, seriously. Like, I mean... I wore a roundhouse kick to the face with a pair of these bad boys. And forget about it. I mean, you're right. He does get a lot of bit parts. Like, that. that's really, like, what he does. Um, you know, bit parts within certain things. But, but seriously, I mean, he... He always... Is manages to just latch on to things. Do, yeah, do very well. Yeah. Oh, you know what? He's in Veep, which is a TV show, a po- political TV show. Oh my god! That, we oh, should watch that. No, what's awesome is from looking at his uh, IMDb page, coming out of the Justice League TV show, and he's gonna be fucking Booster Gold. Mm. If he's in, oh, that's gonna be awesome. He's gonna be Booster Gold. I can't wait for that. Yeah. I hope in the Injustice Two game they have Booster Gold. Because you know who they did have in the trailer? Who's a playable character, which I told you from the get-go I won the original Injustice? And it makes sense that they didn't have him in Injustice. Gorilla Grodd. Yeah. Grodd's going to be in uh, Injustice 2. Now I can only hope for Booster Gold and Granny Goodness. I think the other thing about Diedrich Bader is that you can always recognize his voice. Like, yeah. it's very distinct. Just, yeah. Like, that. oh, yeah, that's Diedrich Bader. You know... Uh, so that's pretty, that's, I love that. But, you know, I, I really like him a lot. I Anything that he's in really is, is a lot of fun. Yeah, he's always really, he has so really good It looks like he's been, recently he's been doing a lot of voiceover stuff. Probably, because he does have like a very voice Yeah, and, I mean, you, it's very di- distinct, so. Um, but I, I love Diedrich Bader in this. He's hilarious. And I think, you know, Lawrence is, is one of the best characters, despite... Him only being in it for a small amount of time. And, I mean, the other person we haven't really talked about right now is Stephen Roots Milton, who 
Milton is really the the, the basis the, the, for yeah the basis for Office Space. I mean, that's the short animated shorts that Ju- uh, Mike Judge based Office Space off of. Um, so you know, it's interesting that he decided to make him more of a secondary character within this. Film? I think it fits though. It, I don't, yeah, I, think I, don't, it fits. I don't. I don't think you could do a whole film on Milton. No, no. It would. It, the joke would like the joke would run thin. Like the yeah. shorts make sense to do a sh- shorts about Milton. Yeah, because it's just like quick little, you know, like you know about this and it seems, timid. You know, yeah. I mean, I could see the shorts being. I haven't seen the shorts myself, um, but I could see them being similar to like Dilbert or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, as a full film, it's, it would be very hard to base a 90 minute film on Milton, but, but his Steven Rue, I, I love Steven Rue as well. in like pretty much everything. Dodgeball. Fucking hilarious. Hilarious. Um, justified. He's great. Uh, he plays a judge who wears a speedo underneath his cloak. <laughs> um, and it's become like this myth that he wears a speedo. And so he does it because he wants to. He wants to perpetuate that myth, so he, he does it. It's great. He's not in that a whole lot, but he, he's a lot of fun when he's in that. So yeah, I'm always really I love Stephen Root, um, but he's great as Milton because he's so he he's so understated within within Office Space. He he just gets those really really short uh, pieces with and scenes where he gets to say things like I I, I could set the building. Up. Well, no, but I. I think he. I think Mil- Millen's a great representation of the person who's been working at a place for like forever, and they're getting just railroaded and run over yeah. by like their boss and like the people around them, and, and they're like, and but they're like they don't feel like they can do anything or say anything about it. And they're just like, oh, I think that's. And then like after they walk away, and they're like, I'm gonna fucking kill this, and <laughs> yeah, like, and like you know, burn this building down. Like, I, th- there is a relatability to that because it's like you know, you don't have to be like a you know a stammering person, but it's just like. You can relate to the whole, like, if you've been, like, a specific, like, job for a while, and then, like, you're just getting, like, totally run over like that, like, and you don't have the guts to say, like, anything, like, you're you're trying to, but, like, you know, you're definitely not coming, because nobody listens to him, like, in in the very beginning, you have... Uh, Peter telling him, like, hey, can you turn the radio down? And just kept going and kept going. And Peter's like, eventually, after like a minute, like, fuck this, I'm not listening to this. Yeah, yeah. okay, okay, Mill. And then he just keeps going on, like, you can, like, you can, like, relate to that. Like, so, yeah. Yeah, either you or you know somebody who's like you know like that. Yeah, and it's 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 so his it's so iconic. Yeah, because I I remember in high school I had a Milton shirt. It was it had a picture of Milton on, and it had stapler in the front, and it had in the back like the office space and stapler in the back. I can guarantee you. I never have anybody ask me. But I can guarantee you, if people actually uh, there'd be a good chunk of people in high school like, what the fuck is that shirt about? I guarantee most people haven't seen Office Space. Yeah. And it's it's just, you know, he, again, it's not like a big part. It's not like a big role. It's a very, you know, bit part. But it it does so well. And, like, I think it they're, like, nice little breakups when you have, like, you know, going from this, like, scene with, like, Peter and what's going on with his story and, like, going to, like, Milton ha- confront, like, you know, with Lumberg. Like, yeah, hi, we're going to have to move you from uh, here to over there. I've been looking for that, and, you know, just yeah. like 
it, it adds like a nice break in like between like the plot and then like this just like little side thing going on. Yeah, and it, I I do I like Milton's character a lot. I like Stephen Root. He does a really good job with it. And I think that there's it's good that there's a fine line between you know they don't make Milton seem mentally retarded, which could definitely have have occurred with this character with the way he is. Um, I think I think it's more just. Like yeah, this is the guy who's just been pushed aside and pushed aside, and yeah, and just, you know he he's afraid to speak up for himself. Yeah. I think you know it, it could have it could have fallen into that that you know he became a mentally retarded person that's working there, but instead you know they kind of skirt around that. I mm. think that's pretty good, but but I, I I do like Milton quite a bit as well because um, you're right. I think he represents those people that are just underrepresented within the workplace that they get, you know, they're constantly pushed aside. They constantly get things thrown on them. And at a certain point, they get sick of it. Mm. So do you think that office space... Well, I, I mean, not the lumber. Well, yeah, I mean, we talked about them a little bit, but... Yeah, I mean, I... I go ahead. Well, do you think Gary, do you think Gary Cole, like, steals the show? Because, again, Lumberg is one of the most... Infamous iconic, yeah. and iconic parts of this film, but Lumberg doesn't really have a big part in this do film. I, I, do I think he steals the show? No, I, I love Gary Cole in this. Um, I love Gary Cole. Period is like as yeah, the Brady Bunch dad. Yeah, as Mike. Brady. Period. <laughs> but I mean, I think Office Space is probably one of his most well-known roles. You know, no, I know I agree. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying. Like, I just want to like here because like again. When you think office space, most people are going to think Lumber. Right, right. And uh, yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't have that big of a part in the film. He's he's in a, every scene he's in is just in and out, minute long scene like of him doing, like, just doing the yeah. yeah. We're going to have to. I, I mean, I don't think he steals the show, but again, like like you said, there are definitely parts of it that that work really well. I mean, when Peter's having that. That dream, that nightmare about <laughs> Joanna well, having sex with Lumber, which, which, by the way, is like that's not even something that a lot of people talk about. But that, that is like, as you said, like when I was wa- when I was watching again, it's like, yeah, that's like that's fucking great. Like you know, like, yeah, a little to the left. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. And man, does that have that guy have a a lot of chest hair, manly chest hair? Oh yeah, of- he's kind of oily in it too. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So, I mean, but I don't think he steals the show. Uh, I don't think Lumberg is my favorite character in Office Space, but, you know, and maybe that's just because of the, I mean, just knowing that he's in it and seeing those scenes represented quite a bit throughout Office Space, you know, I I don't think he's my favorite, but I, I do really enjoy it. I have to say that I think my favorite line, and I mentioned this to you before when we were trying to choose our intro, is when Peter says, uh, to the psychotherapist, you know, every day is the worst day of my life. So when you're seeing me, that is the worst day of my life. That is, I think that's one of my favorites. And because I used, there's a, a band that I listened to that when I, you know, young, when I was younger and I hadn't, I don't think I had seen Office Space at that time. I used to, I listened to them and it was all about, it's, it's, it's a grindcore band. And uh, they, their name is He Who Corrupts, and they use quite a bit of office space uh, uh, dialogue within their, you know, the first part of their songs. And uh, one of their albums is Master of Profits, and it's supposed to be like the Metallica, uh, uh, yeah, play on Metallica, but it's it's all about business stuff, you know, work workplace stuff. And so they use that line, and I was like, wow, I really, 
you know, even at that point I hadn't been working, but I could see how that would relate to you working and, and just, I, your soul dying. Like I know, but I, I do, I do, I totally understand it. Cause like, like I said, for my last job, it's like, I like, I just like every day, just every fucking day, it's like, I just wish I was dead. I mm-hmm. just wish, like, I, like just somebody like just cut me from like give me the sweet release of death yeah please oh god i mean i totally i totally love that line i love that line so much that's probably my favorite line in that film even though it's it's super depressing i mean it's but, like it, yeah, I, but like i said i think i think people can relate to that because if you just think about it like our friend john put it a great way actually um when I was talking to him about like how like when I'm like man like th- yeah, like time flies like time flies now, and I feel like like um, like bef- like before, a month would feel like it took forever. Now it's like holy shit, it's already like September. Like what the fuck happened? Mm-hmm. And he described it perfectly well. He goes, well, when you're young, you have new experiences, so like you're like learning new things. So you have you know. Ev- things seem like it's longer because you're learning more and you're getting these new experiences. When you're older and you're going through the grind of work, days go by, you know, time go seems to go by faster because you're not doing anything. You're just re- repetition, day in, day out. And so. honestly, you're hoping for the next day. You're like, let's get through this. Yeah. Let's get through this. Let's get through this. Then the weekend's like, I hope this goes slow, and it doesn't because mm. you're busy and it, it goes fast. And then you're like, ah, oh, shit, Monday, let's get through this. I, I totally get that. I, yeah. I get that feeling now. You know, at nearly 27 years old, I am like, let's get to retirement age. <laughs> Honestly, and that's that's terrible. I really get that. And, and I don't necessarily always believe in that. I mean, I do love my day-to-day stuff. I wouldn't write my blog if I didn't love it. And I do look forward to that, that kind of thing and making my YouTube videos and stuff like that. So that's, you know, that's work in a way, but it's not. It's not work um, to me. But, you know, during the day when you're at work, you're like, let's get through this. Let's, you know, let's get through this. I totally understand that, too, because, like, now that I'm becoming, like, it's almost been a year of my job that I've been at now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just, like, before, it's, like, day drag on. Like, I get there now at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, God, it's going to fucking feel like like forever. And before I know, I'm like, oh, the day's over with already. Okay, yeah. Well, that's good. My 12 hours have gone by really quick, you know. And... I mean, it's good now, but at the same time, it's just like I—I I totally understand that. Cause it's like it's like okay, I wait, I work this amount of days, I work this this like about this amount of hours, and then I had this amount of days off. I can do this amount of stuff, and then right back, back at, to you know, it. Yeah, yeah, and it's yep. It's tough. That's the mortality of living. It's just like oh god, it's tough. Know. It's tough, and I think office space really, really gets that. So do you think that office space perpetuates the idea, like, steal from your employers, <laughs> workplace violence, things like that? Because it does refer a lot to, like, you know, machine gunning down your employer. Mm, I, I, your no, because I think, no, because I think a lot of rational people sit there and like, man, if I, one of these days I'll come in with a fucking gun to sh- shoot the place yeah. up and, or, I, or do this, and, and, but nobody does it because it's. That's not rational, <laughs> but, I, mean, but, but I, I can, uh, but I, again, I can understand because it's it's a fantasy. You, it's like I fucking hate this place. I just wanted to, you know, watch it, you know, burn to the ground. But does it mean you're gonna? No, you're not gonna. 
Yeah, and I think that, you know, it does make the point that that's not the right scenario. But, but at the same time, you know, you have our main characters who decide that they're going to steal from their employers. Well, I mean, jo- Joanna sums it up perfectly, though, when, uh, when Peter's sitting there saying, like, I'm going to go to jail. I'm like, I just wish I could learn to, like, you know, go to my job and be happy. And she's like, Peter, nobody likes their job. Mm-hmm. Most people don't like their job. You just go there and you fucking do it because you have to. And it's kind of a bleak way to look at because that's very, very, uh, I don't want to say nihilistic, but it's kind of like very, like, you know, fate driven. Like, yeah, I like, mean, like, like to say, like, you're, like, for most people, you're working a job you don't like and there's nothing you can do about it. Because there are things you can do, but at the same time, like, when it came to, like, my last job, when, like, I was getting arguments with my boss, like, you gotta be, like, happy at your job. And I'm like, who said I have to like my job? I'm doing my job because I have bills to pay. Right. I don't have to fucking like my job if I don't fucking want to. You know, it's, 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 and I think a lot of people who are, like, in that situation, like, you know, I hear people at my job all the time now, like, saying, like, I would, you know, if I didn't have to fucking work in this hellhole, I wouldn't. But I do it because I have bills and kids and shit. And, and, like, you know, like, yeah. I don't necessarily agree with them, like, uh, being a hellhole, because I actually like my job, but at the same time, like, I, I get it. Probably a lot of people do have kids. Like, you know, they had kids, or, like, have, like, a shit ton of bills, or, like, a house, or, and, like, all, all this stuff, and they're probably like, well, I can't just quit my job, because if I'm out of work for three months, I'm fucked. Yeah. And you get into that, and, like, you, it's... You know, basically, like, you know, there are people that do hate their jobs, but you're, you're probably going to work it for most of your life. Why? Because you have security. You have... And you think of all the things that jobs offer, too. Like, with, like, if you get, like, a good job, like, insurance and, like, retirement plans and all of that, like... Yeah. You, and you can't, you know... It when becomes you, almost impossible. And when you become yeah. older, it's like you can't really afford to, like, you know, when you're... Thir- especially if you're, like, over 30, like, to, like, leave a job. Because then it's like a lot of places are going to look at you like, oh, you're old. Yeah. You know, especially if you're, like, like 45 or something, even, like, older, like, 45 or, like, 50. Always, like, if you were at a job for, like, 20 years and you got laid off or fired or whatever, who, like, are you going to make anywhere near the money and have the security that you had before? No, because they're going to look at you like, oh, he's going to retire in, like, yeah. 10 years. You know, why would we hire them? It's tough. And I think um, we left out the most important part of what Joanna said is that, you know, you don't. You don't have to like your job. Most people yeah. don't like their jobs. But you do have to like your life outside of it. Yeah. You, you have, have to, to make yeah. sure that you have something there that you can hold on to when you're like, wow, today fucking sucked. But I'm going to go home and I'm going to eat cereal and I'm going to watch my favorite TV show. And that'll make me happy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to have that. And and I think that that's, that's a key thing. You know, it's office space isn't isn't saying, you know, go in and, and steal from your job because that's not a good idea. But it is saying, you know, put up with your job. Even if you don't like it, put up with your job and find something outside of it that you really like. Because you can you can be happy with only putting eight hours aside to do with your job. And I and, and I'm not gonna I I don't say that I, I I hate my job, but at the same time I do have that sort of outlook on it that I can go to my job for eight hours and come out and you know play video games because that's what I like to do or you know write my write my reviews sometimes at work don't tell anybody but um, you know and get me through the day because that that can get me through the day you know there's there's all kinds of things that can get you through the day and you have to find the right ones and I think that's what office space is saying 
you know, and even though Milton kind of gets away with that at the end of the film, he, he kind of gets away with setting fire to the building and stealing all the money and, and making off for his own... Yeah, but I think that's like a nice like, little fantasy thing. It's right? a little fantasy, and he also... He it doesn't help him in the long run. I mean, no. he's, he's still trodden over. Yeah. You know, people are still walking over him. It doesn't help him in the long run, but at least it kind of makes him a little happy. You know, and that, I think that's the key thing. It's not really saying, go burn down your 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 work because you hate it. It's saying, you can put up with it. You know, get through it. And if you can't put up with it, then it's then you know it's time to find a new job. Maybe like Joanna, yeah. Right, exactly. Maybe one that doesn't pay as much. Maybe one that, you know, is doesn't offer the best benefits, but you can put up with. Mm-hmm. You know, so... I think that's that's what Office Space is saying in the long run, and and I do like that. I it would be different if you know at the end of the film, Peter and everybody they kind of have a happily ever after where they get all the money and yeah, because it's not like it's not like at the end uh, with uh, what happens like to Peter. It's not like after he loses his job at Intech because of what happens that he's got this great job. He's working construction, right? Just yeah. like you know, cleaning the remains of the fire and. His buddies that, you know, got fired from Inatech that work at Inatrode, the other, like, software company now. Like, hey, Penetrode. We... I love that. <laughs> Penetrode. No, no. Inatrode. They're like, they ask him, like, we can get you a job with it. He's like, no, no, I'm, I'm happy here, you know. I'm happy. Yeah, I like that because the end of the film kind of rep- kind of says, you don't, you don't have to have the specific job you think you should have. There could be another job out there that you... You may not recognize this a job that you would like, but you actually do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what that's saying. You know, like with you, you, you like your job at, at your your job, and you get away. You know, it, it's not for everybody. Not everybody likes that kind of work, but you do for now. For now, <laughs> and so that works for you. And I think that's what Office Space is saying is that you know, let your job work for you as well. Mm. So. Not only is it funny, but it's also very topical. Yeah, that's that's what I get out of it. So, I mean, I I, I love Office Space. I could watch it all the time. Well, it's also funny too because um, going back to like talking about my job, so I had a conversation with my mom the other day, and she I was saying like how after my job I was tired, my body hurt from like you know doing labor all day and, and stuff. And she was like, I never wanted that for you. I wanted you to be like, have a career. Don't you want to teach? I'm like, no, I fucking hate children. I wish yeah. I never got a degree in teaching. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, I mean, I don't literally hate children, but it's like, <laughs> I, like I just, I wish I got a degree in something different because there's not enough, like teaching is such a, God, you like, stress test of a job. Like, if you yep. want to, like, have, like, see if someone's blood pressure can be maintained over 120 over 80 for a consistent period of time. Put them into teaching, and you know, yeah, and it's like by you had the same experience too. By the end of college, like, yeah, nope, I'm, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, not for me. Yep, and teaching is a tough gig. Yeah, and so like, it's not that I hated doing it, but it's like, it's like the stress of having to deal with it, it's just like, it's like, I just don't want that in my life. Yeah, and. And, yeah, so it's like, you know, it's like I'd rather do what I'm doing now than, you know, do something with, like, that I have with a college degree. And not only that, I can, I make more money doing, like, what I'm doing now than with, like, a college degree. Yeah. So, 
Out of ten pieces of flair. Oh, I was going to say maybe stapler, but I like that. Yeah, ten pieces of flair. What would you give Office Space? Um, eight, eight and a half. Hmm. I know you don't like the half scale. <laughs> How about you have a half a piece of flair? Well, you got you know, yeah. little go, go to Hot Topic and have you know. If I if I could give it, uh, you know, half, I'd say eight and a half, but it's not an eight. I would say nine. I I mean, it's close. To, it's close to a nine yeah. to me, but at the same time, I think. I, I I mean I don't know I I I really feel the most comfortable at eight and a half because I think eight's too low and I think nine might be a little too high. Yeah. Just I mean and it's, and it's not because it's not funny or it's I I do think it's very well done. I think I don't really think they could have went any further with um, like lengthwise. I yeah. Think it, I think it would have diluted the film. Yeah. Um. I think if just if it kind of at times like focus more on like certain characters, like if yeah. you did, if you did get a little bit more of Lawrence, if you, you did get a little bit more of like John C. McGinley, and I understand why they didn't because like you know they're bit parts and they're you know there to like yeah. be these exaggerations of certain character types, but I think. I think their performances are so well, like, it's like, you could have put them in the film, like, a little bit more, like, they would have added so much more, like, comedy mm-hmm. to, like, the, the film overall. Yeah, I agree. I, I still give it a nine, because I just, I, I do love the film so much. I'll have to check out Idiocracy, because I have not seen it yet. We'll have to watch. It's we'll have fucking to watch it. hilarious. I'm sure I Idiocracy is, tr- like, great. It's a shame that more people have not. It's kind. Of, it's kind of like. Um, well, not kind of like, but it's one of the films that I love. and I think is great, and I think more people should have seen it than they actually did. Like, like Thank You for Smoking. Have you seen Thank You for Smoking? Uh, no, I have not. That is a great film. Aaron Eckhart's great in it, and it's like another one of those films that I think is great. And it's like I wish more people have seen this film because it's so fucking po- like spot on with like its commentary. Um, Idiocracy is great. I think um, I almost think if instead of like I mean Luke Wilson kind of in Idiocracy I think when we finally review it it'll be like a great topic. Like, Luke Wilson serves as like the perfect protagonist because the whole plot of Idiocracy is basically a mediocre person gets you know sent like 500 years into the future where everyone's fucking retarded. Yeah. And he's the smartest person in the world and he's got to, like, try to fix these problems for them. And Luke Wilson's kind of perfect for it in the role, because he's got that whole bland, like, yeah. oh, I'm Luke Wilson, and, uh, you know, uh, maybe you shouldn't do something, you know. Yeah. I think Ron Livingston, though, if they, like, casted him in that role, would be fucking hilarious, too. But at the same time, it's like, uh, like as much as I'd love to see, like, Ron Livingston, like, starred Idiocracy, I think. Luke Wilson, like, he's kind of, uh, Will, uh, if it was either him or Owen, it would have been perfect. like, yeah, I can't, yeah. I, can't, I can't really be the smartest person in the world, because that test was, uh, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, no, I gotta, I gotta watch that film. We'll, we'll have to watch it for, for another podcast episode. Well, it's, it's, it really, you'll laugh. It's yeah, fucking, sure it find it funny. fucking hilarious. It's a shame it only made, like, $400,000 at the box office. That is a shame. 
Now, I think we're going to do The Conjuring 2 for next time, right? Well, we were supposed to do it this time, but you have been so damn busy, with, been your, busy. with your life. Been busy. Um, but I think we're going to try to see it at some point. You know, we gotta get I do want to see it. I, 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 have, see it. I have heard very good things about I've it. I've heard good things about it as well. So I think that's our next film. Probably try to see it. Maybe we'll even try to see it like Sunday. Sunday? Well, it's Father's Day. It's tough. But... We're doing most of our Father's Day stuff in the morning, so we could get oh, to yeah, it. Work, so. So. Yeah. But maybe Sunday night or something like that, we could see it. So I think uh, that'll be our next one. But, you know, I'm going to end on the notes that we normally do. You should subscribe to our podcast, uh, soundcloud.com slash Blood and Black Rum Podcast. We're up there, and you should subscribe. That's where we first post our podcast episodes. We're also on iTunes, which is probably the easiest way to subscribe to the Blood and Black Rum podcast. Um, do that and also leave us a review, a nice review, a good one. If you're going to leave a one-star review, we don't want that, so don't, <laughs> don't even bother. Um, that's not true. If you have a one-star review given, you, you might, might as well. You might give us some helpful... That's right. Critiques. Some, yeah. Um, you can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Blood and Black Rum Podcast. We're up there. Like us. You know, you, you'll get all the updates from us. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at Ryan, R-Y-N-E-T-M-I-A-D-W. Um, that's my own personal Twitter account, but um, you can also you can always tweet us there, and we'll get it. You can also email us at tweet us like uh, Wes Craven did. That's right. That's right. Tweet us like uh, Lars Hendrickson did. Tweet Lance? us. Lance, Lance. Hendrickson? Whatever. <laughs> that was Facebook anyway. That's oh, was it? Yeah, I thought it was Twitter. Well, then Twitter us like uh, Scream Factory does. Scream Factory or the, the Witch from Troll 2. That's right. <laughs> you can also send us an email, uh, bloodandblackrumpodcast at gmail.com. We're always open to new suggestions for episodes, any movies that you want us to see. You want us to cover uh, any TV shows you want us to cover, like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers or Goosebumps. Could you really sit through Mighty Morphin Power Rangers now and like the? I don't know. We watched the first episode not too long ago, and then the bulk and skull music, like I know. Which I remember watching the review of, like um, I think it was the Nostalgia Crate did like a review on the uh, Power Rangers movie. Yeah, and like. Why are Bulk and Skull hanging out with these kids? Nobody likes them. They're the school bullies. Why? Right. Who the hell let them like hang out with them? And it's like, that's a very valid point. Makes like, sense. Makes sense. Um, so we'll be back next time, hopefully with The Conjuring 2, if we make it out to the theater to see it. Before it gets pulled. That's right. Thanks for listening. And uh, we hope you don't hate your job too much.